And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a great week. Uh, I'm back. I'm back from my fishing trip. I was up in uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, fishing all week. Um, yeah, and I got back uh, late uh, Sunday night. I actually could have done the podcast on Monday, but I was completely off the grid. Had no idea what was going on in the world of politics, so <laughs> I didn't want to just come on the air and uh, talk nonsense. Or pretend like I know what I'm talking about. So I just I skipped Monday's show, but I'm back. Uh, great show today. I was joined by Greg Price from Newsbusters and Lone Conservative. We we covered a lot of ground. We talked about uh, the continuing radicalization of the Democratic Party, uh, Antifa. Um, obviously, they they attempted to kill uh, a journalist, uh, Andy No, over the weekend. So we talked about that. We talked about uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, back up to his old tricks. I'm getting Nike to. Uh, to uh, remove uh, a patriotic shoe that they were selling or something like that. We, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you know, whether we're headed to uh, another civil war, for instance, is another topic we covered today. A lot of cheery stuff on the podcast today. But uh, yeah, before we get to Greg, guys, uh, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Um, and if you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. All right, without further ado, here's my chat with Greg Price. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with Greg Price. Greg, thanks so much for taking the time, brother. Good to be on for the 200th episode. Episode 200. 200. Yeah, man, I've been doing this for a while. I don't know if uh, a lot of the audience members might remember uh, for episode 100 last July, I was absolutely shit-faced the entire time (laughs) celebrating episode 100. I'm actually sober now. We're recording this at normal time, so um, we'll have to do a celebratory drunken episode at some point soon, but... uh, uh, not today, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, Greg. So I was out of town. I was up up north fishing. Uh, so I missed Monday's show. So we kind of got a. We have a lot to catch up on, man. <laughs> a lot yeah. happened when yeah. I was uh, catching walleye and pike up north. Um, so the violent communists are at it again. Um, Antifa, a uh, domestic terrorist group, assaulted uh, journalist Andy No in Portland over the weekend, uh, sending him to the hospital with a brain hemorrhage. Actually, a severe concussion and a, and a brain hemorrhage. Um, yeah, just the you know the latest in a long list of of uh, leftist violent attacks. Um, the Portland police stood down and and let these violent communists attack innocent people um, again. Um, man, I, every time this happens, it seems to be getting worse and worse. Man. Yeah, you're right, and I actually uh, covered a story for Newsbusters. The uh the outlet I worked for the other day, they, they gathered all of the mainstream journalists like Chris Cuomo, like Don Lemon and several others who actually have defended Antifa in, in the past. And they also uh, did a study on Facebook that showed that Facebook tolerates 119 violent Antifa pages despite their supposed rules of conduct. So it's not just that Antifa is able to, you know, people are whitewashing Antifa for what it actually is like. Even the New York Times had a pathetic piece 
from the other day where they described it as a movement to confront the far right. And it's really not. It's a they're a violent communist paramilitary movement comparable to the black shirts from Weimar, Germany. That's what they are. And the fact that main people in the mainstream media can't call them out for what they are is just mind boggling to me. Right. I mean, it, it's not it's everyone on the left is carrying not everyone, but uh, most of the left and the Democrats, they're carrying water for Antifa. I mean, all the headlines were hilarious, man, because like, we remember the headlines after uh, uh, what's his name from uh, that dumb show in Chicago. Uh, Jesse Smollett was yeah. fake, fake assaulted. He, he faked being assaulted. And it was all the headlines immediately were, you know, gay black man assaulted by Trump supporters or whatever. And that was all bullshit, obviously. But all the headlines about Andy No were like right wing extremist. Andy No claims to have been assaulted by Antifa. You know, Andy No's not a right winger. He's actually a liberal. Um, he's just not a communist. Um, and, and there's video evidence of the assault. The entire thing is on the Internet. Like there's no allegedly about this. He was assaulted by Antifa. Uh, you know, you, you see the pictures, you see the videos and, and they just don't want to admit it. They just try to sweep it under the rug. Um, and a couple Democrats have condemned violence. I, I think uh, uh, Andy Yang has. Um, so did uh, Eric Andrew Swalwell Yang. did it too. Eric Swalwell did, which I was actually kind of surprised. But most of them haven't um, because they're fine with it. Look, I, I do think the Democratic Party and obviously the press, that's clear, they're fine with turning over the streets to these violent communist gangs. They seem completely happy with it. Yeah, there's a very clear double standard when it comes to how the left and how the mainstream media treats extremism on the right and extremism on the left. Like after after Charlottesville, I remember this very, very vividly, like there was all this pressure put on, you know, folks on the right and the and Republicans in general to condemn the events at Charlottesville as, as they should. And that's that's the media's job. Their job is to ask the tough questions. Their job is to push people who seek the public trust into condemning extremism on their on their own, own side. But when it comes to Antifa, they almost killed a journalist. They almost killed uh, a, gay, a, a gay Vietnamese five foot five journalist. They were beating him with milkshakes with quick dry some quick drying cement. They were punching him, and it's all clear on video. And and the the response should be the same response after Charlottesville, which is to put a microphone in the face of all of these Democratic candidates running for president and asking them straight up, "Do you defend? Do you condemn Antifa?" That is what they should be doing, and they're not doing it. And it's a big dereliction of duty from the media, and that's why. I like working at the Media Research Center where I work every day to hold the media accountable for deliberately misleading the American people. They don't do their jobs when it comes to extremism on the left, and it's utterly disgusting. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But, you know, even for for instance, you know, the, the Democrats running for president in 2020, like none of them are going to be asked about Antifa because they they won't they refuse to go on Fox News. They refuse to. You know, go on talk radio or, or shows like this or anything like that. They they won't do it. I think the only Andrew Yang, I think, is the only one who's you know sat down with like uh, you know Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro and those guys. None of, none of these guys are ever going to put themselves in a position to be asked um, any real questions. I mean, they they refuse to have any of the debates on Fox News. They they don't really do any right wing media at all. So I, they're not going to be held accountable. They're not going to be asked about Antifa at all. Just a few points with, with this leftist violence. I, I said this the last time there was an Antifa attack, and I, I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy or something, but there's a, there's a few things to break down, and I want to start with this. These 
these guys, these bastards are going to mess with the wrong people and they're going to get shot, right? Like, it, this violence is going to get worse. Like, it's Antifa can get away with this in Portland and in Berkeley and in San Francisco, places where no one carries guns and the people they're assaulting can't fight. <laughs> but, like, for instance, I'm from Toledo, Ohio, son. I mean, try, I, 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 I dare you. I mean, try that. Like, no offense to, to uh, Andy No, he, he's a great journalist and stuff. I, I like his work, but... Like we're not all five foot five gay men, right? Like if throw milkshake at me, I'm gonna knock you the fuck out. And I'm sure you feel the same way, right? You're a, you're a D1 athlete. I mean, you know your way former. around the way the a former D1 athlete, but you know your way around a gym, right? Like you, yeah, <laughs> you know your way around a weight room. Like if you're giving a speech somewhere, if you're walking out the front door of a of the media research center and there's Antifa people protesting there. You're not gonna let them jump you. You're gonna fuck somebody up if they if they throw a punch at you, right? Like these people. Yeah. You know, I, I thought of I thought of Joe Rogan, for instance. He's kind of in the same vein as as Andy No. They're they're on the left, but they're not like commies. They're not woke enough, so you know the left still calls him Hitler and stuff. Like Joe Rogan has comedy shows. He does like a couple hundred comedy shows a year all over the country, right? Mm-hmm. Some Antifa guy and he Joe Rogan was a national champion in Taekwondo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, right? So, like, if, if what are you going to do, throw a milkshake at Joe Rogan? He'd kick your head into the next county, right? <laughs> he would rip your arm off. Yeah. So it's like these people are going to mess with the wrong guy, man. Like, they assume, I, I think these people assume, since they're all, like, 130-pound weakling commies that just spend all day jacking off in their mom's basement, I think they feel like we're all that way. But we're not. And they're going to learn the hard way, man. Like, I'm not advocating for violence, but I do advocate for self-defense <laughs> adamantly. So, like, these people, no, you're, I don't you're, know, man, they're going to they're gonna get what's coming to them. They're going to. No, you're right. And I got to say, I have a lot less chill than Andy No does. Like, um, oh, yeah. You can see, like, he gets attached a much of a shorter fuse than Andy, than Andy No would. If, if that were me, I would have been definitely been throwing hooks everywhere. And oh, yeah, yeah you're, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You're, you're, you're absolutely right about that. And the fact that the media and people on the left can't bring it to themselves to condemn these people for what they are, they, it gives, it fuels them. It gives them fodder to feed on. And it's going, it's, you're right. It's going to deteriorate into someone's going to get killed. Like we saw at Charlottesville where extremist extremists on the right killed a 32 year old woman. It's going to happen with Antifa if, if, if they keep being fueled and, and we, nobody holds them in check, especially the police, which apparently the, the mayor of Portland is just a disgrace. Ted, Ted disgrace. Wheeler, he, 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 he's an absolute disgrace and should just, and re, should resign his position because he has not been able to keep Portland safe. He's not supported free speech in Portland. And you, you're right. Somebody's going to get killed or people in Antifa are going to get killed by, by if, if, if they, if the, the left continues to let them let let their voices be heard on the mainstream. It's it's right. not going to end well. I I think Antifa was trying to kill Andy. No, I think that was attempted murder. I mean, they weren't throwing milkshakes. They were filling up milkshake containers with quick dry cement, essentially turning them into like five pound bricks that they were beating his brains in with. I mean, that that's these people should be in prison for life on, on attempted murder charges. To be honest, yeah, and that, and that's another thing. Andy No has gone to the police. Like this is the first time Andy No has been assaulted by by masked people on the streets of Portland. He's he's like he's written before about how he's gone to the police and how he's identified suspects, but no arrests were ever made. 
Like, why is that? Why, 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 if he's identifying suspects, can you not, can the Portland police not arrest these people? It's, it's insane. Because Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland, is a communist. I mean, that's, it's, it's as simple You're, as that. Yeah. He's a communist. So he's fine with violent communist gangs running his city because he is a communist. That's the thing. Like, my big picture takeaway watching, you know, or catching up on, I was I was drinking and fishing, so I didn't watch them live, but catching up on the uh, Democratic debates and then uh, all this violence from communists out in Portland. When people are telling you who they are, we should really start believing them. And that's something the right and Republicans, libertarians are really bad at. Like, we always make excuses for Democrats, right? We're always giving them way more benefit of the doubt than they deserve. Every There, there is one presidential candidate out of the 26 running for the Democratic nomination that has condemned socialism, and that's John Hickenlooper. And he and got booed he, for it. And he got booed for it. And he also has about the same chances of becoming president as I do. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's completely irrelevant. The other 25 uh, refuse to condemn socialism. So they're telling, and socialism and slavery are the same thing. Instead of being you know, owned by a uh, slave master, you're owned by the federal government. So they're, they're telling you, they're looking at the camera and saying, we want you in chains, we want you to be a slave to the federal government, and we want your property. That's what they're saying. They're saying that blatantly. And then they're also saying blatantly, with the exceptions of uh, Eric Swalwell and Andrew Yang, apparently, that we're totally fine with violent communists killing you. Okay, Because this was attempted murder on Andy No, right? So they're saying, we want you to be a slave to the state, and we are fine with violent communists murdering you. That, that, that's the platform of the Democratic Party and the press. So, like, these people are telling us blatantly, <laughs> in a very straightforward manner, who they are. Maybe we should believe them this time. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, and it, it says a lot to how extreme the, de- the Democratic Party platform is becoming as well. Because, like, you, you look at that de- uh, on that debate stage, especially on the second night, and you have every single Democrat on stage raising their hands saying they want to give free health care to illegal immigrants. Like, if you want, <laughs> if, like, if you want to see more... If, if you, want to, if you want to see more pictures of the father and daughter drowning in the Rio Grande, incentivize people to come here with free health care. And you see, like, three of the top five polling candidates want to abolish private health insurance. I, I love this because they, they're, 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 they always say how, Repub- quote, Republicans want to take away your health care by repealing the, afford- the, horrible affordable, uh, the, the horrible Affordable Care Act. No, it's the Democrats that want to take away your health care by, ab- by abolishing your private health insurance and putting you onto the government government dime they're the only people who want to abolish your health care are those on the left and so i think it's just a microcosm of how extreme this democratic party is in 2019 this isn't this isn't obama and biden's party anymore this is full on the party of bernie sanders this is full on the party of of socialism the core we're watching the corbinization of, of the democratic party before our eyes and it's only going to get worse from here you're 100 percent right and i mean uh, and literally, Corbynization. Uh, Keith Ellison, the deputy chair of the DNC, was over in England hanging out with Jeremy Corbyn yesterday. So, uh, yeah. quite literally, they are, you know, they're they're totally fine with with Jeremy Corbyn. It, it's just, it's funny, man. Like it's it, maybe the most alarming thing is how quickly this has happened. Like you said, this is not Bar- even Barack Obama. Barack Obama was extremely far left. Okay, I I couldn't stand most of what Barack Obama did, but this is not his party. Like you said, I mean, in what, five years we went from 
if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor too. If you like your doctor, go fuck yourself. Uh, you can't. And also, if you don't like it, we're fine with murderous communists killing you on the streets of Portland. Okay, <laughs> like that's happened in five years. That's happened in five years. Okay, like it, it's the, how rapidly the Democratic Party is deteriorating. I think should be alarming to everybody. It should be alarming, especially to Democrats. If you're just some, you know, Joe Manchin voter in West Virginia, this should scare the shit out of you. Well, here's the thing. Most people in America, mo- most voters, they don't vote based on like specific issues or specific, uh, you know, policy preferences or, or you know, they're not going to vote. Democrats aren't going to vote just because the Democratic Party is too far to the left. People vote based in my my experience working on campaigns. People vote based on two, two overwhelming factors, what their party registration has always been or or people vote based on personalities, what personalities they're most they're most attracted to. So people will vote for, you know, somebody like uh, Kamala Harris because she has a very outgoing personality and they like her personally, not just because she wants to take away your health care. They're not going to vote. Democrats aren't going to look at don't look at Kamala Harris and say, oh, this is a woman who wants to take away my health care. And this is a woman who who's going to ban the Second Amendment through executive order. They don't see her as that. So uh, Democrats are more like even even Republicans, people on both sides are more than happy to go along with extremism on both sides because they they don't vote generally based on specific policy. And I think and I I don't know, we'll we'll have to see. I think this 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 Democratic primary will give us the the for sure read into where the Democratic base is, because if somebody like Joe Biden wins, which, you know, he's the front runner right now, it'll it'll show us that, okay, the, there may be some extreme sections of the Democratic base, but overall the Democratic base is where it's been for the last couple decades. But if somebody, if, if somebody like, you know, Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren wins on, on the platforms that they're running on, it, it'll really solidify where the base has gone, that they're, they've moved, that they've moved so far to the left that they're willing to, you know, ban private health insurance, undermine the Second Amendment, through uh, executive order and things of that nature, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see where the where the where the primary goes from here and who ends up coming out on top. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. But a guy like Joe Biden, you know, he's not even the same guy he was when he was a senator or or a VP. I mean, he he stood up there and endorsed free health care for illegal aliens, and he, as of now, has refused to condemn violent bands of communists attempting to kill journalists. So it's like, but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying, he may people, have been, people, yeah, people, he, the voters people, don't know people, that, right? people view him as being not as, as far left as some of the other candidates. He's viewed right. that way. It doesn't mean that he'll govern that way. It's just people vote based on what, on how they view the specific candidates. And that's what I meant by that. Right. No, I definitely agree with that. Uh, people seem to have a uh, nostalgic view of, of guys like Joe Biden that isn't warranted, but I, I do. I definitely agree with you. Um, so we have to do another installment of shit that doesn't matter, but we kind of have to mention, <laughs> which brings me no pleasure, believe me. Um, but Nike is at it again. Um, all right. So for anybody that's missed it, good for you, one. But two, um, Nike had a, a shoe that they were going to release this week um, before July 4th um, that had the Betsy Ross flag on it, the, the, the first American flag on it harmless enough um you know whatever 
sell some patriotic-looking shoes the week of 4th of July. Seems like a sound strategy. But Colin Kaepernick, our favorite unemployed former quarterback, complained that the American flag is offensive, so Nike pulled the product. Um, so I, I defended Colin Kaepernick for his whole protest thing. I've said over and over that like sports is a meritocracy and he should be in the NFL because he's good enough. Um, and that it wasn't really about the flag. Looks like I was giving him a lot of benefit of the doubt that he didn't deserve. Seems like he just really fucking hates the American flag. <laughs> and he's just really triggered by the American flag. What do you make of a company like Nike bending to the rage mob and canceling a product that just depicted the American flag, the, the first American flag? Like, th- This is just incredible, man. Ridiculous shit. Yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that Colin Kaepernick was now the CEO of Nike. It's right. like that's an it's odd like, move. Yeah, it's an odd, odd, it's a bold move, Cotton. But see, <laughs> um, no, but I think it's just it's more corporate wokeness. Like we've seen the entire month of June, all these companies changing their logos to the rainbow, rainbow flag, supposedly for gay rights, but in reality to make more money. Like it's just it's it's something that just doesn't really matter all that much in the long run, or at least it shouldn't. But I think this is a case where it could because this wasn't like. You know, it wasn't like he was it's not like kneeling for the national anthem where, OK, you, you may not like that, but he he has a reason for doing it. You can agree or disagree with that reason. But this is just a, this. This was just the flag like that. We were told throughout this, these, this entire thing that it was never about the flag, that it was that it was always about, you know, systematic oppression or what or police brutality or whatever, whatever it was. But this was just a shoe that had the first flag of the United States on it. And if, 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 if the Betsy Ross flag is now a symbol of oppression and a symbol of bigotry, when it's actually a symbol for the birth of the greatest country on planet Earth, and uh, that has lifted billions of people out of poverty and provided freedom for over 200 years, then I, I don't get it. I just, I just don't get it. If that's, if that's, where the, if, if that's what's woke nowadays, it's just it's crazy to me. Also, the same day um, that this happened, uh, the New York Times, um, yikes, the New York Times. I mean, even for them, this was bad. Um, They published a piece in their op-ed pages uh, all about how uh, uh, America sucks. (laughs) Just in time for the 4th of July. I mean, I'm not going to read any of it. You guys can Google it if you want. It's an absolute disgrace. It's It's a long piece about how America's terrible and it's always been terrible and we shouldn't celebrate America on the 4th of July, essentially. So, I mean, like, look, man, I don't know. Just big picture. Jesse Kelly wrote a piece in The Federalist two years ago, and I made fun of him for it, that we're heading towards a national divorce. I laughed at it. We all laughed at it. But just going down the list, man, the the entire press, like the New York Times, the most powerful newspaper on the planet, hates America. The left won't, won't allow shoes to be sold with the American flag because they're so triggered by the American flag. The Democrats have all endorsed socialism which is the same thing as slavery, right? Free health care for illegal aliens. They're totally fine with violent communist gangs trying to murder people on the streets. H- how much longer can we coexist as a nation? Like, I, I don't know. Like, like you said, we're going to find out a lot in, in the Democratic primaries. Like, maybe the, the, the electorate, the, the Democratic electorate is not as radical as the politicians and the press. Or maybe they are. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know... I do think we're headed down a very dangerous, very bad road that could end in, I don't know, the the breaking up of our country at some point in our lifetimes. Like, I, I, I scoffed at that for years. 
But I'm I'm starting to see it, man. I can honest to God see that happening. Like if you just lay out all the things we talked about, it's like yikes. That's a big case that we do not want to live in the same country. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm a little less cynical than you are. I think left and right today just have they have two fundamentally different views on what America should be. The right believes that America was founded on certain fundamental principles and that those principles are exceptional and that they've built our nation and that public policy should adhere to those specific principles. And the left thinks those principles are inherently bigoted and racist and that uh, flaws in society are due to, you know, just inherent issues with the system. And so the government's needed to solve them. And that's too, like, it's night and day, those those different, how how different the left and right view their country. Um, But I I think I'm a little less cynical on the the, the quote unquote, breaking up of our country just because our politics today is considered tame. I would I would consider tame to some other moments in our nation's history. Like, you know, we don't have we're not going to have a bleeding Kansas in our country anytime soon. We're not going to have like, you know, the the election, like the election between like Thomas Jefferson and or uh, between like Andrew Jackson and John Quincy Adams, where people were tarring and feathering their political opponents and things and things like that. I just think I think there's a huge difference to what you see online and what you see on TV and what the American people actually think about their country. I think the majority of the American people love their country. I think they understand that they, they live they live in uh, an exceptional civilization and that this is, a, even though we may disagree on certain policies, that this country has given us everything. I think, you know, it's, Twitter, Twitter is not real life. I think, I think the majority of Americans are, are rational human beings who see, who, who view their country rationally and not through the lens of a specific or not through a specific political lens. That's just my, that's, and that's my experience just from being out on the campaign trail as, as, as long as I've, as long as I have and knocking on as many doors as I have. I think, I I think there's a huge difference to what we see on Twitter every single day or how people talk to each other, how the left, how people talk to each other in real life and how they feel about and how just ordinary everyday Americans feel. Because the truth is the majority of Americans don't really care about politics they, they don't really care. They're interested in raising their families and they're interested in, you know, ma- making a living and and things of that nature. No, the majority of Americans don't care as much about what happens at the news every day as we may think they do just from just because you and me surf through Twitter and see what happens on there. So that's why that's why I'm a little, little less cynical than you are about the, the, the breaking up of our country. I I agree with your point that most Americans aren't that politically engaged. Um, I wish a lot less <laughs> Americans were politically <laughs> engaged. I think we need less actis- activism, not more. But um, uh, I don't know, man. I, I actually, I'm, I'll tweet this out so everybody can see it. I don't have it in front of me right now, but there was a Gallup poll that was extremely disturbing that came out on Monday. And it, it, it's why I, I'm more cynical <laughs> than, than you are. It was, uh, they asked, Gallup asked this question every year. Um, and they asked Democrats and Republicans, are you, are you proud of your country? Or are you, are you very proud? Are you somewhat proud? Are you not proud of your country? And the majority of Republicans, it was over 75%, said very proud. We're very proud of our country. And the majority of Democrats said that they are not, which is pretty bad. That's not great. The majority of Democrats are not proud to be an American. And, uh, and the interesting stat is that uh, you know when when Democrats are in office, Democrats ask this question, say yes, we're proud 
like when there's a Democratic president to say, yes, we're proud to be an American, and when there's a Republican in office to say, no, we're not, the number does not change for Republicans. So Republicans are always proud to be an American, whether their political party is winning or losing. Democrats are not. All they want is power. So they, they want power. They want the Democrats to have power. And if they don't, then they're not proud to be an American anymore. That is extremely disturbing, man. And I'll tweet out the poll. I don't have it in front of me, but I'll tweet it out for everybody to read uh, once the show's up. Yeah, it's disturbing on its face, but also the majority of Americans are not Republicans and Democrats. That's so, true. That is true. That I'd is have true. to look. At, I, I, honestly, I'd, I'd have to look at the poll and see. Like, I'd have to actually look at the poll. But I think I, the majority of Americans don't identify with one political party either, and that's why I say that I'm a little less. I'm a little less cynical, just because you know, majority of America. You know, the majority of Americans aren't going to go out and, and you know scream at the top of their lungs just because someone in the White House is not is someone they disagree with. That's true. I hope you're right, man. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> There's a lot of things <laughs> that I say on, on the show that I sincerely do hope I'm, I'm dead wrong on. So, yeah, I, I hope you're right and I'm wrong on this one for sure. Um, one more thing before we wrap it up. Um, <laughs> well, Everybody's outraged about everything for some reason. This, this is just another installment after the Nike thing of shit that doesn't matter. But... Um, so President Trump is throwing a, a big Fourth uh, of July parade tomorrow in Washington D.C. Um, he's going to have a whole bunch of like you know fighter jets flying over. He's going to have tanks, M1 tanks driving down the street, and, and all this and that. Like, there's nothing I care about less than this. Like, I don't care. I don't like parades anyway. Like, I don't like doing that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, like, I, I'm also a big uh, you know budget guy so i really don't want the military spending money on shit that that doesn't really matter but i'm not outraged by trump wanting this big patriotic display why would you why would anybody be outraged cue the democratic party they are outraged this is the worst it's the worst thing trump's ever done to have a parade celebrating the nation's birthday why (laughs) what is so offensive about this well because orange man bad of course man bad (laughs) no yeah but there was like you know, there's journos on. I watch a lot of cable news for my job. Unfortunately, a lot of journos were like saying that Trump. There was like, I know Joy Reid on MSNBC yesterday said that this is evidence that like Trump wants to be Putin or Trump's an authoritarian. That was like the line they were doing by having a military parade. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is just a par- it, it's a parade celebrating our country. Like, it, like this, it, this, these things happen all over the country every single year. New York every single year on Thanksgiving celebrates millions spends millions of dollars to have a Macy's Day parade. You know, Philly, where I'm from, has every every New Year's Day has the Mummers Parade, which is a really cool thing. It's a really cool festival, and they, the city spends millions of tax dollars in order to put it on. And it's it's a really cool thing that really brings the whole city together one day out of the year. And and it's just it's just amazing that you know people you know, on the left and the right just jump jump right to why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? These things happen all over the country every single year, and it. It's just supposed to be—it's supposed to be a celebration of you know the greatness of our country, and celebrating our, our you know our country's birthday. And I—it's just we just can't go one day without being outraged about anything. It's pathetic. I mean, tanks are cool. All the kids yeah. will like seeing tanks. Yeah. What eight? What eight-year-old wouldn't want to see some badass tank drive down the street? And uh, you know, so, yeah, it's and it's it's nothing authoritarian about it. For the love of God, this isn't. Yeah. Even square or anything like that. Let's not yeah, there's, ridiculous. So. That was another comparison. It's like <laughs> I'm just waiting for someone to stand in front of the tank tomorrow. 
<laughs> right. I mean, they will try. You know somebody's yeah. going to try to get that on video. But it's funny, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> the left, the left, call, you know, comparing Trump to Mao when their party is calling for the the end of capitalism and the end endorsing violent communist gangs beating up people in the streets so nailed it democrats <laughs> hit the nail Very... right on the head there oh yeah my goodness so i gotta what let you go do? man i'm almost out of time but first where can everybody uh read your stuff over at newsbusters and, and lone conservative and all that where can everybody follow you online and keep in touch and all that good stuff yeah so uh greg underscore price 11 on uh twitter and g price one two three four on instagram and i got author pages on Lone Conservative and Newsbusters. You can check those out. I got lots of uh, bl- lots of blogs coming coming out for Newsbusters every single day, so you can check me out there. Hope everybody listening has a happy Fourth of July. Thanks for having me on for the 200th episode. Big honor. Two hundo, ladies and gentlemen. I can't uh, can't imagine, uh, man, what the world's gonna look like on episode 300 or 400, man. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. I was thinking about I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, man, the political landscape was a lot different at episode one and episode 100 than it is now. Like, I it's looking back at these weird signposts. It's like, man, the country's changing rapidly. Not always for the better. But uh, all right, everybody follow Greg. He's great. Everybody check out his work. He's a writing maniac uh, all summer, so he's releasing stuff over at Newsbusters every day. Um, definitely check it out. Follow him on Twitter. He's great. Um, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. Happy 4th of July and no gimmicks.